Open your Bible to Isaiah. It's a long book, uh, 66 chapters to be exact. Um, it's kind of interesting. How many, how many uh, books uh, in the Bible? Anybody know? 66. Okay, thanks, Gary. And uh, so 66 books in the Bible, and there's 66 chapters in Isaiah. Do you think that maybe that has, I don't know, the chapters aren't inspired, but like, it just seems like God's sovereign even over those guys that like put the chapters in. And um, so the interesting thing about it is uh, the first 40 chapters are about God's character and his judgment, and he will come back and he will be king. We sang about that, right? Come back, God. And set up your kingdom here on earth. And he's going to do that. It's called the millennial kingdom. It will come one day and it will be for a thousand years. Imagine that, millennium. But there's 40, or 39, right? The, the first 39 chapters are about that. And there's 39 chapters in the Old or books in the Old Testament. It's some kind of correlation. And then in the New Testament, right, there's 27. And from chapters 40 until chapter 66 in Isaiah is kind of this hope and this redemption, and this salvation. As a matter of fact, Isaiah uses the word salvation 26 times in 66 chapters. The rest of the prophets all together use it seven times. Isaiah's name means Yahweh saves. Salvation is from Yahweh. That's what it means. And so I thought as we prepare our hearts for Easter today and as we go into Good Friday on Friday and as we do Easter Sunday, our Super Bowl next week, that we would look to Isaiah for our salvation, right? Where we're at or where you're going, I pray, by God's grace. Yes, he's a king and he brings judgment. That is true. Our sin is an affront to that. But yes, he is a redeemer, who reached over your sin, your way, doing it the way you wanted to, and brought you back with his own arm, with his own hand. Nothing you could do. I thought Austin articulated that really well. That guy should be a preacher, eh? Yeah. All right, I think we've identified some gifts in Austin's life today, and uh, we're going to get on that as a church. And y'all have gifts too, right? And what he said about serving was correct, and if, if you're not serving in the church, right, if you haven't found your spiritual gift, and if you're not serving your church, man, the church is starving, right? So get after that. I, I love that, what he said. It was really good. Hey, I've been uh, doing this study. Uh, I called it a lentil study. Well, it's not a lentil study. It's a Lenten study. Uh, just, just saying, your pastor's kind of a geek. All right, and uh, that's great. Uh, a Lenten study of Isaiah, you are mine. My, my sister bought this for me. She buys it... Uh, uh, different things for Lent uh, for me. You know, we never grew up doing Lent or anything like that. So if you did that, raise your hand if you did that. Or great. That's, I mean, it's a good thing. You got to prepare yourself, right, for Easter. And so we've never done this before where I preach just a message on preparing your heart for Easter, but we're doing it today. And so I started reading this book uh, maybe a month ago or so, and uh, it's from He Reads Truth, in case you want to look it up. There's a She Reads Truth too. It's really good stuff. And I uh, started going through Isaiah and it has some other supplemental readings too, but I was really interested in Isaiah. And you know, the first 40 chapters were a lot about judgment and, uh, and then it kind of just goes and goes and goes. So let me give you just five quick things. You can write them down in your notes if you want. Uh, this is the book of Isaiah in a nutshell because I'm going to rip open to chapter 52 and you're going to be like, well, hold on. 
What about one through 51, man? And so uh, let me give you five things that I learned uh, through here, okay? Just highlight them, okay? God is the creator and maker of everything, all right? The potter and the clay passage, but God says, I created this, all of it. I made this, all of you, so many times in Isaiah. I mean, it's so clear in Isaiah. If you read it, you're like, all right, he's God, I'm not, right? It's just so clear in Isaiah, uh, God's the creator, maker of everything, including me. The second thing, I defied God. I'm personalizing it, but it was Babylon, it was Assyria, it was Egypt, it was Edom, it was all these different countries, even Israel, ran off to do their own thing. I defied God, and I went my own way. I have in parentheses, followed idols. Idols are still an issue in our day and age. I hope you know that. We might not be sacrificing babies. Mm. Oh, you can get there, but um, we might not be like worship, bowing down to like metal objects. Well, I guess the TV. I mean, I mean, I get. We're just kind of worshiping idols still in our day and age. We're kind of politically correct about it. Looks a little better, but you know, we're still doing it. This third thing, God says, listen. If there's one word you're going to see in Isaiah, it's like, listen, wake up, hear me now. I'm speaking to you. So listen, repent and return to me. Basically, he's just like, ask me. Scott, ask me. Just ask me, man. Just, just do it. Ask me. Because when you ask me, I'm coming. But we kind of go our own way, don't we? not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just recounting for you Isaiah. And eh, it's the story of my life too. So if it's the story of your life, don't, don't, I'm not trying to like rub your face in it. I'm just, 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 just so we know, okay? Grace and truth go hand in hand. All right, good. I just kind of felt like a little like, oh crap, we all, we're all stinky right now. You know? Oh man. Ugh. Okay, this fourth thing. Judgment comes suddenly. Like, you're not going to know. Like, you're going to dabble in your sin. You're going to have your idols, and you're going to go your own way, and God's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's all of a sudden like, bam! Judgment comes suddenly. And you know what the judgment does? This is the weirdest thing about judgment, in case you're feeling condemned or judged right now. Judgment helps me to come back. It helps me to return. It helps me to go, my thing's not working out. I need you, God. Then there's this fifth thing. God sends himself. God sends himself. He's like, my son Jesus, my Holy Spirit, they're coming. They're coming over the top of you. They're coming through you. They're coming in spite of you. And they will do the work that needs to be done in your life. I love that. God will not relent. He will not let me screw it up. He's coming over the top to rescue me from my sin and my selfishness. So let me sum it this way. Um, if I pay attention, right? If I pay attention, if I listen, if I wake up today, he will save me and comfort me. So the title of the message today is wake up, right? Wake up, church, right? Wake up. Easter's coming, it's only a week away, but you know what? Every day's Easter. So you better wake up today, right? Every day is Good Friday. 
I don't know why we call it Good Friday. It should be Bad Friday, right? I think it's Good Friday because we know what happened on Sunday. I'm going to give you here just five points from the passage, Isaiah 52. Let me read it for you, and then let me give you five clear uh, applications here. Isaiah 52. Awake, awake, as in get excited, start to move, start to work. Let's get going now. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for there is no more come into you, for there shall no more come into you the uncircumcised or the unclean. Now, now I got to point out to you that Isaiah is a very prophetic book, all right? And it kind of goes in and out of prophecy quick. And so you wouldn't really get it, but the, the last part of that verse there where he says, um, for there shall no more come into you uncircumcised and unclean, you'd be like, all right, yeah, okay, that must have happened already. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's gonna happen when Jesus comes back in the millennial kingdom. It's like, this is it. Like, if you're not with me, you're not coming in, right? So that's gonna happen still. It hasn't happened. It's gonna happen still. Just, just know that. And it's in and out, in and out, in and out. So I won't explain it all to you because I don't wanna be a Bible fathead today, but like, just know that it gets kind of like, there's a, I could spend an hour on each verse here, right? This, it's that rich. Shake yourself from the dust, from the ash, if we want to use the Good Friday. Oh, you all coming on Good Friday now, aren't you? The ash. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. The connotation is uh, the people of Israel were like laying face down on the ground, right? Uh, face in the dust. And uh, the, their oppressors were walking across their back. That's kind of the Get up! Right? Time to get out of the mire. And arise, be seated, O Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck. I'm going to talk about that later. O captive daughter of Zion. So this first point is just so clear. Now, I mean, awake, right? There's some urgency here. Let's go. Awake. Now, is the time to prepare myself. I mean, now is the time. Right now. No, not now. 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 Right now is the time. Like, don't wait. Now is the time to prepare yourself, to wake up. The time is now. You got to get it started. The time is now to put on some things, some almighty armor, right? Ephesians 6, the breastplate of righteousness, all these things. You put them on and uh, this priestly honor, beautiful garments, Put them on. Put on the clothes of salvation. Shake yourself off, wipe yourself off, get over it, and get up and arise. I'm really asking you to put some time in this week. To get excited about the one thing that's going well for us. The cross of Jesus Christ and the empty tomb. I'm asking you to make that the main thing for one week. Because we have so many other main things. How am I going to do that, Steve? Well, here, you got this in your bulletin, right? This is to help Easter be in front of you. This is to help you put Easter in front of other people in a nice, non-confrontational way. When you're just serving, doing random acts of kindness, 
people will be like, what's going on? Well, it's Easter, you know, we're just doing this to prepare for Easter. Well, what's, you know, where, what? Let them ask the question or just let them receive the gift. And that's great. And let God plant the seed and do the work. Make their Monday, come on now. Treat Tuesday. Man, I want to be around you on that day. Wake up Wednesday, thankful Thursday, and freestyle Friday. I want to hear some stories of what you did on Facebook on freestyle. Come on, man. Right? You got to be telling me some stories. You email me or something. Here's what I did. This is my freestyle move. Right? This is the way we get prepared. This is the way we impact other people. Here's some other practical things that I want you to do. On Friday, I want you to wear black. If you come up wearing like some cool shirt, like you wear that red shirt, man, Caleb, on, uh, on, on Friday, everybody's going to be like, what just happened? Right? You're going to look so out of place. You got to be wearing black. I will not be wearing a white shirt, right? You got to be wearing black on Friday. You're like, why? What? what? I'm new. Yeah. Um, so it's a funeral. It's a flat out funeral. It's like you walk in, it's somber in here. It isn't like Sunday. And it's not supposed to be like Sunday. I mean, flat out, Jesus died, and we're going to recognize the fact that he died, that he did that for us. But it's not going to feel good because death is brought about through sin, right? And you got to confront the sin of your life before you can celebrate the victory over it. Everybody wants to skip the sin to get to the victory. Well, what do you have victory over? I don't know. <laughs> I came to church, didn't I? That was a victory. Like, victory over sin is the thing. Wear black. Come on Friday, five or seven. This other practical thing, on Sunday, y'all better wear something crazy cool, okay? So some bright colors and uh, your best outfit, right? And uh, I, I got to go buy a new shirt, I think. I think I got to go buy a new shirt because I don't think I have anything crazy cool. But, you know, my wife will take care of it, trust me, all right? Because I don't get to dress myself on Sunday. Ever. <laughs> Ever. She's like, that doesn't match. Go back, you know. <laughs> Never get to dress myself. But just wear something bright. We're going to come. We're going to party. Whatever your dial is on worship today, I mean, I saw some guys, they're going after it, right? Whatever it is, like times 10 next week, right? Times 10 next week. Victory, celebration. But this spiritually, I want you to prepare spiritually too. I want you to read the word I want you to read the New Testament Bible reading plan. You, if, if you haven't been to like the Gospels, now's a good time. Maybe skip to the end, like Matthew 21 through 27, and just read those this week. And uh, I don't have those marks, so maybe I'll do that, right? But, you know, get after this Bible reading plan. You're like, well, how do I get one of those fancy things? Out on the work, uh, uh, work table or walk table, and uh, one of those tables out there, worship walk work, you just find it. It's blue. It's, it's right out there, all right? You'll get it. And... Uh, Get, get that and start reading it. But, but, you know, it's so important that you do this, that so, see how we have this crazy website with all these colorful things for Easter. We like read, read the whole thing. A Good Friday, Easter Sunday, and then resources prepare. If you go to prepare, you have prepare my heart. We did this whole thing just so you would have something to prepare this week, okay? And uh, Brent spent a lot of time on this. Sunday, today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's some playlists at the bottom for songs you should be going after. There's the J Jesus Died. There's all these resources for you there because we want you to prepare. We want you to wake up and make this week more with Christ than any other week. Is that clear? 
Okay, I can stop talking about this now. We have this plan. It's for you. It's online. Okay, number two. Now is the time to know my Savior. Now is the time to know my Savior. Because like, a lot of people are like, oh, I know Jesus. He's from Nazareth. He's a Galilean, right? Like, I know Jesus. Like, what do you really know about Jesus, right? And so I think it's time to kind of like go, go get some stuff and uh, start learning and, and find, you know, dig in this week. Look at verse three. For thus says the Lord, when God talks, I want to listen. Anybody else? I'm like, okay, God. Well, thus says the Lord, you were sold for money. You were sold for money. Is that what it says? Is anybody checking me? Yeah, you were sold for nothing, right? I mean, you went in, it, it, like, they walked into Egypt. That was their choice, right? It wasn't like a big deal. Like, you were sold for nothing. And you shall be redeemed. You want to circle and highlight that. Uh, I got it in red. Redeemed without money. The word redeemed there is interesting. You're redeemed without money. Uh, redeemed means to buy back without money, to deliver, to lay claim to, to ransom without money. Yeah, the connotation of redeemed is there's a blood sacrifice. And that's what's happening. They weren't bought back with money. They were bought back with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. You shall be redeemed without money. For thus says the Lord God, my people went down at the first into Egypt. Remember that story? And they sojourned, that was Joseph and his brothers, and they sojourned there 400 years. And, and then the Assyrian oppressed them for nothing, right? Which was happening at the time that he wrote this. And uh, so they had taken uh, the northern kingdom away, and they were coming after Judah as well. They were oppressing them. They, um, I think it was Hezekiah had given them tribute. Don't quote me on that. Now, therefore, what have I here? That's an interesting phrase. What have I here? What's this? He never says what this is. But if you know your, your history, it's Babylon. Babylon, what have I here? Oh, it's another oppression. It's Babylon. He's coming in. What have I here, declares the Lord, seeing that my people are taken away to Babylon for nothing again. Their rulers wail, declares the Lord. And continually, all the day, my name is despised. That word there, despised, is an important word. Here's what it means. To spurn, to treat disrespectfully, to disregard, to renounce or reject. Do you know there's just people in this room that are going to walk out of here and reject Jesus? I just know that to be true. There's people in this room, you're going to listen to it, you're going to be like, man, that wasn't good enough. Like, you're going to walk out. Good thing it's not on me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, right? I mean, you're going to walk out and you're just going to be like, I reject him. And to that, I say, man, do you really know what you're rejecting? Do you really know? Like, have you taken the time to like research this? Right, because I know people that have. There's this new movie out, The Case for Christ. And Lee Strobel, his wife got saved and he was like, this is whack, right? So he went out to disprove it and he was a journalist and he tried to disprove it and what happened? He fell in love with Jesus, right? Because it's so clear if you look into the facts that this actually happened. 
I read an article, I think it was on Facebook, 10 uh, facts about Jesus, and they aren't from the Bible, right? Because everybody's like, oh, it's just the Bible. It's just the Bible. No, 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 there's Josephus, there's other historians that are like, Jesus was here, and he was a good guy, and he died, and his followers died too. There's a lot of things going on here, and you just need to check it out a little bit. You really need to know Jesus. Therefore, my people shall know my name. I love that. They shall love my name. It's a really intimate term. No. Therefore, in that day, in that day, the day of Jesus Christ, it happened once, his first coming, it's going to happen again, right? Remember, you have these two mountain peaks with the church age is the valley, and we look at it from here. Isaiah's looking at it from here. He's like, only sees this mountain, right? But now that you get to the top of the mountain where Jesus is already there, we're seeing another mountain. That's the way prophecies work. You have this church age in the middle, and you didn't know there was another mountain, and that's, that's what's happening, right? So Isaiah's looking at it, he's like, oh, there's going to come a time, Jesus, in that day, and there was a day when Jesus came back, and people did know him face-to-face, intimately. People walked with him and talked with him. It was crazy. It's all recorded for you in the Gospels. But there's going to be another day. In that day, you're going to know him, whether you want to or not, right? You're going to know him, and that's coming You shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. I am is here. That's what he's saying. I am right here. And he's coming back. Don't be surprised by it. You were told it's going to happen. I think now is time to know the Savior because you don't know when he's coming back. So let's do it now, right? Now's the time to like rip the cover off the Bible. Read the whole thing this week if you don't believe. Because the coolest thing would be if by Easter, when it's actually he raised from the dead, you'd be like, oh, I get it. I get it. It's time. Here's uh, just to help you. Um, like I'm preaching chapter 52, but I'm not preaching the last four verses, which are, pro- are three verses, which are probably the coolest three verses. <laughs> Figure that out. And then, Isaiah 53, right? Like, this would be so cool. Sometime we'll do, do it, okay? Isaiah 53 is like the crown jewel, right? The last three verses of 52 and all of 53 is like the crown jewel of prophecy. So I got to work it in a little bit. So here's five prophecies that are fulfilled in Christ. Okay, up here on the screen. Rejected by his own people, fulfilled, wounded and bruised. <laughs> yeah, if you watch the passing of the Christ, you know, all right? Uh, silent before accusers. He didn't answer a word, right? Buried in a rich man's tomb. You can leave that up for there for a second because they're writing like like crazy right now. Slow down, professor. (laughs) Take a picture. There you go. That's a good idea. Okay. Buried in a rich man's tomb. He was Joseph of Arimathea and crucified with thieves. These are all in chapter 53. So here's what I would say. If you want to rip in, if you want to go no, just when we get done today, just keep reading. Sit right there and just keep reading through Isaiah 53 and be like, what? And if you don't understand, pull somebody over and go, hey, hey, what, what, what's up with this? Plenty of people would love to explain it to you right here in this room. Study it for yourself. The time is now to prepare myself. The time is now to know my Savior, to make it personal. This is the third thing. The time is now to open my mouth. You're like he knew you were going to get to that, right? You guys have been after us for weeks to go tell somebody at Easter. That's right, time to open your mouth. 
Time to tell some people about what happened to you and how awesome it is. Look at it. Verse seven. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him, Jesus, who brings good news. But hey, you're the only Jesus that some people are going to see. So how beautiful are your feet as you run to tell people the gospel this week? Who publishes peace. Don't you want that? Don't we all want peace? Doesn't the world want peace? Yeah, well, there's one person that publishes that. It's Jesus. Let's start ta- putting up his posters, okay? Who brings good news, there it is again, of happiness. I want to be happy. Who publishes salvation? Well, that's what brings happiness, is being rescued from myself. Who says to Zion, your God reigns. You know, we were worshiping the Lord. And like, sometimes you get a song caught in your head. Anybody ever done that? Okay, what song you got caught in your head right now? Anybody? Anybody got one? You're like, dude, I'm listening to preaching, man. Resurrected King. We're going to sing that next Sunday, man. Come on. Ah! We've been planning this for weeks, months. I can't wait. But, But you get that song, it's like stuck in your head, right? Dude, I'm telling you. You just get it, right? I want to sing for you so badly. I don't want to ruin your moment. (laughs) That that song that's in you, right? Our God reigns, you know? You just get a song in there, right? And you just can't get it out. That's what's happening here. Like, I got to go tell some people because it's just welling up inside of me. I just got it stuck in me. I just got to tell you some stuff. And that's what's happening here. I got to open my mouth because it just so overwhelms, overflows for me. The voice of your watchmen, the leaders, the people that are on the wall saying, over here, right? But if you're in the church and you know Jesus, you're a watchman. Get on the wall. You're also a priest. That'll come later, Right? They lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. You want to know why they sing for joy? Do you want to know why? You want to know why? Okay, Tate, come here. This is why. What's the next phrase? Do you see it? Somebody read it for me. For eye to eye they see. So it's a real intimate thing. It's like looking right into his eyes, right? Eye to eye they see. I see you. You're right here. It's intimate. Thanks, Tate. So, so do you see Jesus like that? Eye to eye, they see. It's so intimate. I'm peering at, meeting the gaze of my Savior. Sometimes we look up when we're worshiping, I'm just looking for him, all I see is a blue curtain. It's like, this is lame. We got to build a church, man. This is crazy. We got to put some windows in or something. Like, you know? Eye to eye, they see. And therefore I sing because of the intimacy I have. What, what, I look into the word and I see Christ and the intimacy we have in the mornings. It's like, I got to tell some people. That's what's happening. The return of the Lord to Zion. They're going to see Jesus Christ standing on the Mount of Olives again. And it's going to be like, it's not going to be like a far off. It's going to be like, boom, right here. And you're going to be like, told you so. Man, you should have listened. And you should have opened your mouth. 
Guys, we only have so long to live. We only have so much time to tell others about Christ. You know what people kind of expect you right now, this season, to at least say something about your faith if you're a believer? They expect it. They expect you to give them an invite card. They expect you to say, I love Jesus right now. When else is that expectation? Maybe at Christmas. Other than that, it's not. So let's meet their expectations and more with some bold declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord. Break forth together into singing, you waste places, even the worst places, even the bathrooms, right, of Jerusalem. And the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed, remember, he bought them, but not with money, with blood. He has redeemed Jerusalem. And the Lord has bared his arm before the eyes of the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. You know what happened? The Lord stretched his arm out to get you. He came for you, man. He bared his arm. I'm coming. Right? And everybody saw it that he reached out to grab you. That's amazing. All the nations know that God's coming back for us. And they're all going to see it when he comes to reign. Because God's not afraid to expose his arm and say, hey, I'm reaching for you. He's reaching for you today. We need to bring the good news to everyone. Okay, so here's what I did. We have hundreds, if not thousands, of invite cards on two tables. You saw them when you walked in. Take as many as you can put in your pockets and give them all away. Go to your neighbor's. You know, 10 neighbors, go to your neighbors, knock on the door, say, I don't know if you go to church or not, or maybe you do, but I just want to invite you to my church Friday, Sunday. Hope you can come. Why not? Why not? Because I'm scared, right? Why not? Because I'm not sure if it's going to go well. Well, I'd rather please God than please man. But you can invite them in a pleasing way. You understand that? You don't have to be rude about it. They might be rude to you if they don't love Jesus. They might be like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Okay. Thanks for your time. And walk on, right? We've got to open our mouth. Here's a couple passages. I just want to read them for you quickly. Romans 10. You can write it down, 14 through 17. How will they call on him of whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Well, I'm not going to go preach to all your neighbors, but you can. You're all preachers. Here we go, right? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? I am sending you off. As it is written, oh yeah, in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Did I mention that Isaiah is the most quoted prophet in all of the New Testament? Did I mention that? Because it's all over the New Testament. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, quoted again, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Not everybody's going to be a believer when you go to their door and knock. Not everybody's going to walk down the street and be like, you're awesome, thanks. Not everybody's going to believe. But this is how belief comes. So faith comes by hearing and hearing 
through the word of Christ. So if you never tell them, they have no opportunity to be saved. Yes, it's true. Some of them will not believe. But if they never hear, they don't have a shot. We got to open our mouth. Now is the time to open our mouth. Do you understand? That's what we're talking about. That's what's going to prepare us for an awesome Easter. Think we get 800 people in here? Who cares? I don't care how many people come. I just care that everybody hears. That's what I care about. Let's open our mouth and get some people here. You might have a chance to lead them to Christ right there at their door when they see how excited you are because you've spent some time with God and you've seen him eye to eye and you're just stoked and you're singing and you're, you're on it. I need to open my mouth and speak boldly so that many may hear the word of Christ. Do you have a plan for that? I've given you a good one. On your way out, you're gonna grab some invite cards, okay? You got it? All right. This next point. Now is the time to purify myself. Now is the time to purify myself. So he's hinted at this all through the way, and I've kind of held it off, held it off. But he said, put on, put on. If you're going to put something on, you've got to put something off, right? For there is no, uh, uh, and then he says, shake yourself off from the dust. So you've got to take that off, and you've got to rise. You've got to loose the bonds of your neck. And, uh, you know, he, it says he was despised, and it says we're going to turn our eyes towards him in the waste places. And now, um, verse 11, depart, depart, go out from there literally from Babylon, touch no unclean thing. You know, isn't that what got Israel in trouble with Joshua and Achan, right? God's like, don't take anything out. When you conquer these cities, don't take anything out. And then Achan, all of a sudden, he's like, eh, you know. See, isn't that how we act? We're like, something shiny catches my eyes as a believer. So It does. It, I'm talking about me now. Okay? Something shiny catches my eyes and I'm like, oh, I gotta have it, my precious, you know? And it's like the ring you can't let go of. And it just keeps, you keep rubbing it. Right? Why? Because I'm in the world. Because there's a lot of shiny balls around me. Because I've lost focus. I need to come back to God. I need to purify myself. You're like, man, I'm all good, man. We did communion last week. I'm pretty good. Man, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if you're being honest with yourself. Like, I'm not condemning. I don't know. Like, you might be right. But I'm telling you, like, I got to go back to God and repent daily. I got to go back to God and be like, dude, again, 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 grateful again. Thanks for the blood again. You washed me clean. It's already covered again, right? So it's not like a really bad time because you know it's already covered, but you got to acknowledge it. Purify myself. You got to put off and put on. Galatians 5, go there. Ephesians 4, go there. Uh, Colossians 3, go there. Like these are places where you put off and put on. It's in the text. You put off and put on. Put off this stuff, put on that stuff, okay? You guys go look for those things. No unclean thing. Loose the bonds from your neck. Purify yourself. Put away everything. Go out. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her, 
Babylon, purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. That's the priestly reference. Who, vessel, who bears the vessels of the Lord? The priests do. But we're the priesthood of the believers, right? I and mean, we, we are priests. <laughs> we're the living stones. We're carrying these vessels of the Lord. He's entrusted to us so much. For you shall not go out in haste. Don't run to your neighbor's door and, right? No, no, it takes some time, right? Again, you shall not go out in haste. You shall not go out in flight. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to worry. You can just leave Babylon. That's all. It's not like you have to leave by cover of night like in Egypt. It's not like, you know, you're going to be chased and you're going to be like, I don't know. He's basically saying, stop being anxious. Easter coming, but if I've made you anxious in any way, just release yourself from that. Stop being anxious. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. I just want you to get this picture. The breastplate of righteousness, right? The righteousness of Christ. You get the helmet of salvation on, you get the righteousness of Christ, and God's, Jesus, righteousness in front of you, right? Covered in the blood. And literally what it's saying is the glory of the Lord is encased around you, right? Covering your backside. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that's how you walk. You don't have to run. You can be pretty deliberate, right? Because you got Christ in front of you, you got God's glory in back of you, and this is an awesome day for you. This is a really good deal. We need to purify ourselves from our idols. I wonder if you might make a list as I read 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Just make a list as I read this. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Well, there is none. It's a rhetorical question. For what? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst. You gotta leave the world and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters to me says the Lord God Almighty. Do you think God's mighty enough to do that? We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We should look different than the world, and that should be the thing that's attractive to the world. Since we have these promises, beloved, loved ones, we have these promises in the word of God. Since we have these promises from God, God's righteousness before me, God's glory behind me, (laughs) cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and of spirit. Might be something physically you're doing. Might be just an attitude of the heart. You need to cleanse yourself from it. Bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Why should we do this? Why should we spend all week preparing for Easter? Why? Because I fear God. You know, I don't fear my neighbors. I fear the one who's going to decide where I spend eternity. I fear God. Put away your idols. Did you make a list? Nah. Okay, I got one for you. Sorry, if you're going to be lazy, I did it for you. It's all good. Number one, rest. 
That's an idol to me. Sleeping. Sometimes resting, I just lay on the couch, TV, a little me time. Uh, feels so good. Work hard for the day is coming when no man shall work. Two, here's an idol. Again, these things aren't bad if they're not idols. But it's a heart issue, isn't it? So I'm just kind of going to touch on your heart a little bit. Comfort, comfort. I find comfort in food. That's where I find my comfort, right? I mean, I just find some comfort in that food. Some flat noodles today, you know? Like, I'm just telling you, right? But it's true. We can find a lot of comfort in food or in a girlfriend or in a boyfriend. There's other things that comfort. We've got to be careful that that's not an idol, this comfort. Three, pleasure. Well, sex is a pleasure. Inside a marriage, a great pleasure, but, and hopefully not an idol, but outside a marriage can be a real sticking point, a real idol. Buying things, that can be a pleasure. I just love to buy stuff. I love to bless my kids. I love to bless myself, right? Some hobbies, just whatever brings you pleasure. I like to play basketball. That brings me pleasure, right? I'm just going to go do my hobby. Not wrong, again, unless it's an idol. So search yourself this week. Fourth thing, security. Money. Just counting it. Just, I know how much I have all the time and... Real, you can find a lot of security in money. If you have it, it can make you secure. A job to make money, a house, security. But if they're idols, right? We just moved into a house, right? It's kind of a family property and it's like just like a big deal, right? And this is like, we've just said it so many times, like if we get our eyes on the house, God will take it away. Don't get your eyes on the house. Don't get your eyes on any security. This last thing, control. I found myself uh, kind of being married to my phone lately. I don't know why, but, but it's about time to fast from it. Maybe that's my application this week. But like, it's just kind of like the phone, the phone, the phone, the phone, the phone, right? Why do I like the phone? Because I'm in control of my phone. I can say what I want to who I want. I can do what I want to do. It's my phone. And man, I'm smart with my phone, right? I mean, just, I'm in control. It's a weird thing. My schedule, I'm in charge. Maybe it's only my body. I'm in control of my body, right? Anyway, what are your idols? I wrote down mine. What are your idols? You got to get rid of some stuff, eh? Like as we walk into Easter, let's just get, let's purify ourselves. Now is the time to purify myself, right? To get right, to be holy. We're on holy ground. We're treading holy ground this week. <laughs> this is holy week. Let's be holy as he is holy. We're called to go out. We're called to tell people about Christ. We're called to do it in confidence, not in fear. And the Lord protects us. I just wrote this down. When God's people obey God's will, they can always count on God's leading and protection. As you go out, you obey God this week, you can count on his leading and his protection this week, right?
So how do we, how do we even sum up? Like I, want, I got so many things I want you to do, right? How do we even sum up a message like this? Well, let's just say this. People start dragging people to church on Easter. So maybe somebody dragged you here before Easter because it's Palm Sunday. It's a big deal, right? So maybe you got drugged to church today. And maybe you're still like, I don't even know what my faith is. I have no idea. I, 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 I'm just trying to figure it out, right? I'm not even sure what I believe. Here's the application for you. Review the evidence. There's a ton of evidence for Christ being the Messiah. There's a ton of evidence. Um, just, just this one thing, right? If I could do the math for you and like, like that, like I could take 10 minutes and do the math on uh, all the way from Daniel and his prophecy all the way to um, the day that Christ went into Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, 69 weeks, so many years, to the day. To the day. Like if you examine these things, you're like, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. They knew he was the Messiah and yet they rejected him. Don't do that. Put the time in to study it out. Be aware of it. Dig into the Bible. Get some facts. Do the Bible reading plan this week, okay? Review the evidence. Uh, but if you've been coming to church for a while, it's all good, right? I've been, I've been coming to church for a long time. But have you ever made a decision to accept Christ as your Savior, right? So the application for you might be today, re receive the Lord Jesus as Savior, right? To know him. Receive the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe like Austin was saying, like, it was just working, 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 man. Like maybe you've never come to the realization that it's not about me working harder. This isn't a work harder message. This is a let Christ carry you this week message. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never submitted to him, today might be that day. I pray that today would be the day. And by the way, we have water so you can get baptized in the same day. That'd be amazing. I've heard we don't have anybody for 11 o'clock, so if any of you all want to be baptized, today's the day. Maybe that's your application, right? I've received them, but I just need to tell people about it. Here's the third one. So re review the evidence, receive the Lord Jesus, or here's the last one. If you believe in Jesus and you've been believing in him for a long time and you're like, hey, I'm here again, tell me something cooler. Renew my commitment. That's the application for us. Renew my commitment. It's a reminder of who Jesus is and his saving work. Wow. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you more closely. I want to do it. I want to follow you more closely. Let's pray. God, I pray that these applications would be clear. And I pray as we uh, go hard after you that you would change us. That we wouldn't be the same as when we walked in. That we'd be different. Father, for your honor, for your glory, we submit to you in all these things. Prepare our hearts. Cut us to the heart, God, with the words of so we might prepare ourselves this week, so we might know you more, so we might open our mouth with boldness, so we might purify ourselves so that the world can see a difference. I pray these things in Jesus Christ's name, amen.